Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. So you're ready to press vinyl. What does that mean? Well, you or the artist you represent are thinking about putting this new record, this new EP onto vinyl for the very first time because it's fun and people are buying vinyl records. In fact, last year, I think they bought over 45 million records. Now, 44 and a half of those 45 million records were Taylor Swift records. So that's okay. That leaves the other half a million for us. But anyway, today we're going to talk about how to choose a pressing plant. So you want to make vinyl records and you're going to go to Google and you're going to turn up tons of different pressing plants all over North America, all over Europe, all over the world. And so how do you know which one to choose? Well, you probably think it's just price and that certainly is a factor. But today we're going to look at five factors that will help you choose a pressing plant. By the way, I've done a lot of different episodes about vinyl and and what are test pressings and how to put together good artwork for your vinyl. I'm compiling all of my resources for vinyl at otherrecordlabels.com slash vinyl. So just go to otherrecordlabels.com slash vinyl where you can get a ton of free resources, including like a cool template to do like a mock-up whenever your vinyl is ready to help you get pre-orders. Anyway, here are the five things you need to look for when you are choosing a pressing plant. In no particular order, number one is proximity. What does proximity mean? Well, to me, it's like where you live or where your record label headquarters lives or the artists that you're representing or where your band members live. Is there a pressing plant in your town, in your city or nearby? Why is this important? Well, first of all, you could save hundreds of dollars on shipping. So when these big boxes of 200 copies or 300 or 1,000 copies are ready to be picked up, you could be paying upwards of $2 per unit to have these shipped all over the country or all over the world. That's just for you to get them. So think of it. If you are getting vinyl made for $15 each and you're going to sell it for $25, that leaves a $10 margin. That's pretty good. But if you have to pay a dollar or $2 each record just to have them shipped to you, that starts to eat away 10 or 20% of your margin. That sucks because there's other things that take away our margin, like when we ship it to the customer or getting boxes to ship it to the customer. So we want to make sure our margins are pretty decent, right? And so one of the ways we can save money is just by going to the plant and picking up your records. In fact, I've done that. And that's how I initially picked a pressing plant. And that pressing plant just so happens to be the sponsor of today's video. And that's Precision Pressing. They're in a town where I live. And actually they were recommended to me by a friend And they're like, I think this plant is close to you. I didn't even know this plant existed. And literally, they're like a 10-minute drive for me. So I've done my last few records there. In fact, I did a record just a couple months ago that I released with them that I wrote and recorded in 10 days. And I had it sent off to them. The masters were sent off to them and my down payment was sent off to them within like 12 or 13 days of when I started making this record. It was an incredibly creative experience. I don't think it'll ever happen again, but I sent them this. And then two months later, I got the vinyls like two and a half months. Maybe it was an incredible turnaround. So I actually reached out to them. I was like, I don't know how you guys are doing this. Would you want to sponsor the podcast and the show? Just because I'm an evangelist for them. I think they are incredible. And anyway, so a big shout out to Precision Pressing for sponsoring today's video. We'll talk about them another time. That just so happens to be the plant that I use, but I like that they're nearby for me. I've gone on plant tours and taken videos and, and and looked at how the process is made. I actually, when my uh, two or three records ago, I actually got to put one of the pucks on the machine and have it come and squish. And it was like super scary because you can chop off your hands. But anyway, 
also think it's kind of easier to gauge the reputation of the plant by folks in your local community. You're obviously, you're probably um, a part of a group of musicians who play the same venues and shop at the same music stores and record stores. And so there's probably local record store owners and local musicians who can say, yeah, this plant is really good, or maybe don't go to this plant, even though they're close to us. Factor number two you should be looking for when choosing a pressing plant is reputation. This is obvious. So where do you go to find out their reputation? Well, you can go to Google and you can look at Google reviews. I don't love Google reviews. I mean, they're they're usually like just on opposite ends of the spectrum. They're like super glowing. And then like that one person or two people who had like a really bad experience, they give it a one star. But I mean, it's a good place to start. You can also just Google the pressing plant. And maybe there's some local articles or there's some interesting articles about them. And you're like, hey, these are pretty good people. They're advocates of the music scene. They have a great blog, whatever. Like I mentioned in the previous factor, you can ask people in your local community or in the community of your genre. So let's say your local community includes metal bands and pop singers and jazz bands and indie folk artists and whatever. It, they maybe have all tried out this local pressing plant or a certain pressing plant. But I like to also ask who are the pressing plants that my genre is using. So if I'm in a very specific experimental jazz genre in America, well, is there like kind of like a place that's like friendly to this genre? I don't know if that's really a thing, but maybe it is. So ask around. You can get a good indication of the reputation of a pressing plant just in the first communication you have with your representative. So when you find a pressing plant you're interested in, you email them, you email their sales email or whatever. And then a representative who will be your sales rep will get back to you either immediately or within a day or two or never. And this starts to give you an idea, your initial communications with how this relationship is going to be. And if you feel like they're not responding quick enough or they're not being clear or they're being kind of dismissive, that's going to rub you the wrong way through the whole process. So just leave. Factor number three when choosing a pressing plant is their work. Let's look at what they've done in the past. Well, where can you find this out? Obviously, friends, right? People in your music community who've used them before. The number one way that people find pressing plants is their friend who has a record. It's like, hey, where did you get this made? I really like it. It's beautiful. It sounds great. But you can also check their social media. A lot of pressing plans will have Instagram accounts that will show their process behind the scenes and they'll show some of the cool color variants that they've been working on. One of the things I like to look for when I look at the pressing plants previous work is that are they kind of experimental in the manufacturing process? Are they trying new things? Are they trying cool variants? Are they doing interesting things with the labels? Have they pressed a record that I think is really, really elegant and beautiful and impressive? I often like to present like one or two interesting creative design ideas to my sales rep and say, can this be done? I think it could look really cool. And they say, no, but we could try this. You know what I mean? If they're open to experimentation, then there's a better chance you're going to get a cooler end product. Factor number four is the price. This might be the most important thing for you. And I can understand that. And it is for me too. I'm on like a super tight budget. And oftentimes, like I don't have a huge audience for pressing vinyl, but it's getting bigger. I'm starting to get more outlets who will take 10 or 20 or 50 copies of the record. So that helps when choosing quantities, but I'm always looking for like the cheapest option. Now, there are some things that I won't sacrifice on. Like I do think color vinyl is, is essential these days. There are other things like reverse board that I think is really cool. And it, it's that kind of crafty, soft feeling to the, to the jacket, maybe some inserts. I really like it when I can afford to do printed sleeves for the record, as opposed to just like white sleeves. But at the same time, I want to argue that maybe price isn't that important. I think obviously reputation is really important. 
Proximity has been really important to me for my pressing plant, precision pressing, just because I like that comfort of knowing, yep, they're rolling off the press today, they're being packaged, I'm coming to pick them up tomorrow. So I understand that price is important, but maybe don't go on price alone, just in case they're making up for their cheap price somewhere else. You understand now, pressing plants, surprisingly, are becoming very competitive. There are a lot of pressing plants that have popped up over the last few years. Vinyl is still on the rise. It's still selling millions of copies. It's a billion dollar industry and it isn't showing any signs of slowing down. So even though there were holdups during COVID and before COVID, there was also a finite amount of pressing plants and pressing machines. Well, that is changing rapidly. There are a lot of new pressing plants out there. And for that reason, they're starting to lower their prices to be more competitive, which is good for us. But what if they're lowering their price, but are not providing some services that are maybe key, like customer service or fast response times? Maybe they give you a cheap quote, but they put you to the back of the line. So now it's going to take six to eight months. It's just something to keep in mind. Don't go on price alone. Although I do understand price is very important. So yes, you want to get two or three quotes from different plants, compare the prices, compare the feelings that you've got when you spoke to your rep there. Look at some of their work on Instagram, talk to people in the reputation. Talk to people in your community and uh, go from there. Finally, number five is trial and error. Like everything I talk about on this show, I think it's important for you to invest in your record label and your artists in the long term. And if you're an independent artist, the same is true for you. Invest in your catalog and your career over the long term. So what that means is that we're going to pick a pressing plant today for this new album. And the next album, we might try at a different pressing plant. And we won't totally know what our experience is going to be like with this pressing plant until we do a record with them. A record that could be a relationship of two to three months or six months or eight months as we get quotes, as we negotiate, talk about some of the features we want, get the test pressings, and then get the final order in hand. Honestly, it might be a good idea to try a couple pressing plants over a few records in your catalog and then settle on one that you really feel comfortable with. You get a lot of perspective. I used a pressing plant 10 years ago. It was the first time I ever did a record. It wasn't a great experience. It was actually a really bad experience. The next record I didn't do on vinyl because I didn't have a great experience. I didn't sell a lot of records as well when they were finally done. But the next record after that, I found a different pressing plant. And that experience was really good. But here's what's interesting. I've done a couple records with this pressing plant afterwards. And there have been mistakes. There have been little issues here and there that they noticed and then they corrected. There's been some good things and some bad things. I think this is the issue with humans (laughs) and it's the issue with making a physical product that has so many intricate components to it. There's the artwork, the paper type, the inserts, the labels, the color of the vinyl, not to mention the audio itself. There are a lot of things that can go wrong or can come out slightly different than we intended. So it's okay. Honestly, this is trial and error. Like don't expect a completely 100% smooth process. We're making a very ancient, uh, intricate product here. So if you feel like you've made a record with a plant that you thought you'd like, but there was a couple of issues, then you go to see if the grass is greener with another plant. And then you have some issues with them too. You might realize that's all part of the process of making these beautiful records that everyone loves. Before I let you go, I want you to ask two questions before you start pressing records. Number one is, what do you want this record to look like? Visualize it sitting on a record store shelf, or maybe you're making an Instagram story for when you actually have the record in hand. Is it a gatefold? Is it just a record in a paper sleeve with a little sticker on it? Is it a picture disc? 
Is it black vinyl? Is it the most intricate color splatter combination you've ever seen? Is it vibrant? Is it muted? Are there inserts that you want to put in there that are unique to you? Are there inserts like download codes or lyric sheets that you want the plant to insert? Is it wrapped in cellophane? Is it in a bag? Is it hand numbered, autographed by the artist? Let's dream of two or three different ideas that you and the artist are excited about. Now, before we pick a pressing plant and get some quotes, ask the second question, which is, how much do you think customers would pay for this record? So if it comes with handwritten lyrics, maybe you have two tiers. Maybe you have one that's hand numbered with handwritten lyrics and autographed and color vinyl, maybe another one that with none of those things in black vinyl. And so you think, okay, for the black vinyl one, I think fans will pay $20 or maybe $25 for this. Maybe this is our first record and people have been begging us. Maybe it's a reissue of a 10-year-old record that's never been on vinyl before. And maybe for this more intricate copy, we could sell for $35. Do you have evidence for that? Are your fans asking for vinyl? Have your fans bought vinyl in the past? Have you either your records or other records that sound like your music? Is this your label's first time pressing vinyl? Ask yourself, what do you want the entire package to look like? And then how much do you think fans will pay for it? And be honest with yourself. Don't overinflate your ego. Once you have those two questions answered, you can go out, look for a pressing plant, check out their reputation, get some price quotes from multiple plants, find out where they are in proximity to you because that's going to affect the shipping time and the shipping cost to you. And then start to present your sales rep with this presentation, this dream that you and the artists have for this vinyl record. When you start to get these prices in for 100 copies, 200 copies, or 500 copies, you'll be able to get the price per unit. So if they're going to charge you $2,000 for 200 copies, then you know your price per unit is $10. That's a really good wholesale cost. So if 100 of those copies are black, simple, and another 100 of those copies are autographed and on color vinyl, we can sell those ones for $25 or $30 and make a $20 margin. And we can sell the simple ones for $20 and make a $10 margin. These are the informed decisions you want to make before you send your art files, before you send your audio files, because then you'll know how much you're allowed to spend, what type of sacrifices in the overall package design you're willing to make, and how you're going to get a return on your initial investment, or at least just break even. I hope you found this helpful. Another shout out to today's sponsor, Precision Pressing. I know we're talking about pressing plants, so it's a bit of a conflict of interest to have a specific pressing plant sponsor this video, but they didn't know what I was gonna be talking about this week. They're sponsoring us for the whole month. They're friends of mine. I've been using them now for almost 10 years. I really, really like these guys. They do incredible work. So go to precisionpressing.com to check them out. Thanks for watching. Oh, and don't forget to go to otherrecordlabels.com slash vinyl for all of my resources on making vinyl records.